So gallbladder disease is next. The gallbladder, gall, in the old days used to be cholera. So the, short, the shortening for gall is coli or bile. Bile, gall, and coli, cholera, all the same thing. So coli cyst is, cyst means bag. So it's a little bag full of bile, bile bag or gallbladder. Um, it, fills, it fills up with, with bile from the biliary tract, from the liver, and it's going to store it and then secrete it into the common bile duct through the sphincter of Odi when you eat. Now, cholelithiasis and cholecystitis, there's a genetic component to them. Cholelithiasis is stones and cholecystitis is just inflammation. And the number one cause of cholecystitis is cholelithiasis. So there's a genetic component to it, but it's also highly correlated with high-fat diets. Um, the treatment for it is you can try and crush the stones, you can try and surgically remove them, you can try and have the patient pass them, but if that doesn't work, cholecystectomy, which can be done by either slicing a big nice hole in the person, ripping it out, and then letting them recover for a week, or going in with the little things laparoscopically. So open or laparoscopic. Now, once the patient has their cholecystectomy, what is bile's job in terms of digestion? Okay, so it's to take the fat and then pull it into the intestines. So the gallbladder's job is to give you a nice big squirt of, of bile when you take a meal, when you eat. Now you don't have that anymore. Now you just have kind of like this constant little low, low leakage of bile into the intestine. So how does that change how you have to eat? You have to eat smaller meals and low fat. Otherwise, most of that fat is coming on through to the other side. Break on through to the others. And the patient will have the three F. Foul-smelling, floaty, frothy. So, small meals, low fat. Right, Diane? Foul-smelling, floating, and frothy. All right, next we have acute pancreatitis. It ranges from mild edema to severe necrosis. It may resolve completely or become chronic episodic. Now, etiology. In women, the most, in the United States anyway, the most common reason for getting it is biliary tract disease, also known as cholecystitis. Um, in men, in the United States, the most common is alcoholism. Um, it's more co um, acute pancreatitis is more common in uh, African Americans than it is in white people for some reason. Not sure why. I think it's a genetic component. Um, can also be caused by things like trauma, surgery, drugs, and vascular disease. So the big two that you need to remember are gallbladder and alcohol. Hitting the sauce. Now, the reason you get this problem is essentially autodigestion. The pancreas begins to digest itself. And that's with lipase, amylase, and trypsin, which are three of the four big um, enzymes that the pancreas secretes. Ordinarily, those are in a, in a uh, storage form until they actually get released into the intestine. But in acute pancreatitis, 
they become activated in the pancreas itself. So, clinical manifestations. Pain. Unbelievable pain. And what's going to happen a lot of times is the person will... Well, they'll get worse if they eat, because that causes the pancreas to start secreting more enzyme. And a lot of times you're going to see them doing this. They're in like a fetal position, and they're like, oh, come on, please. And they're usually on a PCA pump, and they've got it with both thumbs. And they don't even let it up. They're just like, like (laughs) can't get rid of the pain. Just unbelievable pain. In addition, they can have fever, leukocytosis, hypotension, tachycardia, and jaundice. And you can get complications where you get what's called either pseudocysts or pancreatic abscess. In both cases, you've got inflammation and infection. Pseudocyst is outside the pancreas, and the pancreatic abscess is inside. Yes, ma'am. All right, evaluation. When pancreas, pancreatic cells die, they leak their stuff into the blood, and their stuff is amylase and lipase. So if you ever see a patient who they check amylase and lipase on, what are they looking for? Pancreatitis. If those are high, the patient has pancreatitis. I'm sure you'll have a question on that somewhere. Um, you can also do various different radiographic type tests. Um, they, have some, they have some nuclear medicine tests you can do. One's called ERCP. In case you ever see that in a the chart, they're looking for the pancreas. Uh, actually, they're looking, for the whole, they're looking for the whole canal there. Treatment. First one, pain management. Second one is antispasmodic. Oh, you know what? When I was in school, we learned like this acronym, pancreas, and you're supposed to... So, P, pain, A, Antispasmatic, N for NPO, don't eat anything. I don't know what the others would be. So support, support the blood sugar, or sorry, support the blood pressure because this patient can go into hypotension and then surgery if necessary to cut out the uh, affected portion. Next, we have chronic pancreatitis. Now, chronic pancreatitis is kind of a different animal. You don't have autodigestion. What you have is you have a progressive replacement of normal pancreas with scar tissue, fibrotic tissue. Um, There's two kinds, chronic obstructive and chronic calcifying. Chronic obstructive is associated with gallbladder disease and it can be controlled with cholecystectomy. And then chronic calcifying is associated with alcoholism and may be controlled by going dry. So the evaluation is the same as for, as for acute and the treatment is going to be dietary and alcohol modification, cholecystectomy if appropriate, and you're going to give them pancreatic enzymes because their pancreas isn't functioning as well. So when they eat a meal, you're gonna have, they're going to also take pancreatic enzymes at the same time. And then finally, you're going to treat flares just like you would acute pancreatitis. And I told you we would be done. And we are. It's just not the same disease. <laughs>